Welcome to B-Movies and E-Books. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And today we're talking Candyman. The no, new don't one. say it again. <laughs> I better not say it five times. Um, Candyman, and we are talking book one of the Hissers series. Hissers by Ryan Z. Thomas. Uh, we're going to continue that series, uh, but before we get into that, what's new with you, Brian? Oh my god, I don't know. It's been so long, I can't even keep track. I know, like, it's it's been like two months or something. It's been a yeah. long time between episodes. Sorry about that. I'll apologize to the audience and you at the same time. No? <laughs> yeah. No, like... So, it, we were going to delay it by like two weeks because I was mm-hmm. moving, remember? I was trying to put this mm-hmm. timeline together earlier in the shower, how this resulted in such a late episode, <laughs> especially because like Ryan C. Thomas and uh, and Anthony Trevino were on our last podcast and we're like, yeah, coming up next, we're going to be doing the Hisser series. It'll be sweet. Month of August, you know? Like, and then it was like, we just quit. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was it. Like. That is a really good way to go out, though. Like, if that was it, just never give an explanation and be like, just, yeah. "Oh, just like announce your mm-hmm. your next episode," and then just don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, so that happened. Then I moved, and mm-hmm. the move took a lot longer than I would have thought. And then I have a job that is dependent on like hurricanes and, uh, you know, hurricanes. Dependent on hurricanes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, like my job, uh, uh, I have to do things when hurricanes happen, basically, if they hit the Gulf of Mexico at all. And then I have worked two hurricanes. And then... yeah, it was like, it was like hurricanes two weeks in a row. Yeah. <laughs> because there was like the one that hit Louisiana. And then there was the one that hit us. Yeah. Like, yeah. In the, funny, the next week. Yeah. <laughs> and then the funny. And after there was one that hit like Alabama. No, I guess that was the Louisiana one. Uh, yeah. That was Hurricane Ida. But the funny thing is the one that hit us. I don't even remember the name. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> isn't that bizarre? That was like two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude, pandemic time. I guess. I guess. <laughs> I'm starting to feel Every like... Every week is like three months. I know. I know. I, it's like... Uh, it's like a... It seems like it's been really, really long since this started, and also really, really short. Yeah. It's nuts. It's, it's, some... it's, it's like it's been forever every single day, but then you have nothing to show for it. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And like every all, not all, but a lot of plans are just like, yeah, as soon as that pandemic's over. But it's like, I don't know that it's going to go. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> the rest of our lives might just be pandemic times. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Good times. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. At least we got all these sweet movies we like to talk about every hey, two I've weeks, actually... no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been to the movies like two or three times. Yeah, I have too. I saw Candyman in the theaters. I saw Candyman in theaters as well. (laughs) (laughs) I saw uh, Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah? Any good? It was really good. Yeah. It was, it was, uh, um, it had some really good fight choreography. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was funny. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, I know. I've I've heard it was really good. I heard it was uh, entertaining and and opens it up to the multiverse. I mean, Did that's kind of what they've been they've been pushing multiverse stuff recently. Yeah. Like that's kind of what Loki was all about. Um, that's what the What If show is all about. Like, <laughs> um, there. That's literally the next Spider Man and the next Doctor Strange movie is called multiverse of madness so it's not really like a surprise that that's what they're doing no uh, well i wasn't saying hey surprise everyone (laughs) i'm just saying that it spoiler that it's like a a seamless transition into the multiverse i don't know but but they yeah i i see what you're saying i don't give a fuck about comic book movies i know that's why this is just what i had heard from somebody that was like yeah it's super cool and they literally were like yeah it's gonna play straight into the new spider-man movie and all this stuff for me honestly it just seems like a way for them to recast cheaper actors well it's just a way of like yeah to, to do that and then also just keep it going yeah. you know once people age out and stuff or with like legacy characters and stuff yeah yeah but oh well, well that's cool I mean just as long as we get um uh Tobey Maguire in the new Spider-Man movie I'm okay dude <laughs> wouldn't it be cool if they they did have him as as you know the new Spider-Man but also did another uh, origin story and just like aged <laughs> aged him like the Irishman. It's like it, it's like <laughs> ten minutes is a new movie, like right. But then the rest of the movie is just Spider Man One from Sam Raimi. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's, they just play that movie, but they keep like the Spider Man Three dance sequence. <laughs> you know, just Toby's greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, good scene. wait, yeah, Toby. Yeah, for some reason, I, I was like, as soon as I said it, it was like, no, that's Topher Grace. And then I was like, there's no he way was that... in the third one, though. Yeah, he was uh, Eddie Brock, He's... right? Yep, yeah, yeah, I liked those movies. Uh, <laughs> and I liked the new Suicide Squad, which we watched uh, since the last yeah. one. Basically, it's, it's the Marvel movies that I like, but I don't care about, if that makes sense. Like, if I'm watching them, I will watch it and be like, oh, this was entertaining. But they could literally, like, I don't, there's, it's just, those are the only high-profile movies being made. Yeah. It bums me out. And this is, like, the same argument that I've had for years, so. Yeah, and we've we've talked about this several times. Yeah. But I am glad that uh, Suicide Squad um, went, like, as batshit as it did. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. But the bummer is, is it it was a flop at the box office, like even pandemic flop. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, so it's like there was the this dog shit one from a few years ago that was the a huge in, hit. Excuse me, Oscar winning? <laughs> was it like makeup or something? Yeah, makeup yeah. or costuming. I think <laughs> one of those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, you have that, but then, like, this new good one's not really, didn't really do that much. But, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Meanwhile, Shang-Chi is, like, breaking box office records and didn't even play in China. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Weird. That's that's odd. That's kind of, but, I mean, I think a lot of people just, because 
he didn't really have the name that like Spider-Man or you know any of these. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure he was uh, because Marvel Comics couldn't get the rights to Bruce Lee. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah, like whenever when they rolled it out a long time ago. Yeah, in the sixties. Yeah, because like if you watch, if you look at his comics from like the sixties, it's just straight up Bruce Lee. Mm-hmm. Like they're not even trying to hide it. <laughs> it's like Bruce Lee in a vest. But I mean, I'm I'm saying just even recently, I don't really know that he's a household name up to this point. Same as the way as Guardians of the Galaxy weren't prior to the movie. They were among comic fans, but that's about it. They weren't. I mean. Like, to, to be fair, mm-hmm. when when Marvel started this whole thing, like, wh- when was Iron Man? 2002? Mm-hmm. 2003? I think it was like 07. Was it? Yeah. Mm. Anyway, but whenever... Um, oh, 2008. Yeah. When that movie came out, though, mm-hmm. Iron Man, um, although, like, everybody knew who he was, was one of, like, the lowest-selling Marvel comics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like he was basically D-list at that point. Well, I remember before Guardians of the Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy came out, I was just like, "This is gonna suck and it's gonna flop." <laughs> and I, and then it came out, and I was like, "That's my favorite <laughs> Marvel movie." And it I, broke I records. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm really like surprised they gave them the green light to do you know talking raccoon movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Um. Uh, so. Oh, I am excited though. Speaking of uh, Suicide Squad, though, that they're doing the Peacemaker TV show with John Cena. Yeah. They just started like releasing things about it. Um. The uh, it's it's called Oh fuck it's Peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> it's on HBO Max, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's good um yeah i i really i really really liked that suicide squad movie yeah. like i thought it was just fantastic um on the flip side of that i watched uh malignant the new james wan movie but turned it off about 10 I, minutes in uh- Oh my god, I didn't finish it either. Yeah, it was so bad. Like, but I've I've heard that that if you stick it out the last 20 minutes pay off by just getting batshit crazy. Well, that's pretty much where I am. The last 20 <laughs> minutes turned it off. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, I don't know. I guess uh and and I've heard other people talk about it the same way and I think it's the way it was marketed. Mhm. Right? is like it seemed like it was gonna be an actual like scary movie yeah you know what i mean like like they were like like paranormal activity because let's be honest like i know you know there's i guess some mixed feelings about paranormal activity from some people but like that movie was scary yeah for (laughs) sure i mean you know it was the whole tone of it was just creepy. Like there wasn't anything super funny or anything else. Yeah. It was just exactly. Creepy. And then this is just like, I don't know, a like really, really like B movie thing. And I guess, I guess that's what I wasn't expecting. Like campy, like B movie. Yeah. And so, so I just, I was like, eh, it's not what I was expecting it to be. So, well, people can know. gripe about like the Saw movies, 
uh, and you know, he only did first, maybe he did the second one too, but you know, first one's really where he became a household name. But yeah. like those movies had a tone and it wasn't this, you know, yeah. and conjuring had a tone and it wasn't this. And then I mean, me, Saul but, was like the, you know, still was like batshit crazy, but it was like mean about it. You know, like with like the, like on, on the second one with like the jaw, like the reverse bear trap and like the needles and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, but, I think, uh, see, I was expecting, cause I knew it was going to be campy, but like you, I, I thought the trailer kind of had this tone that where it was going to be, you know, dark and uh, almost like broody. And that's the opposite mm-hmm. of the tone of the movie. It's just yeah. like over over the head, like hitting you over the head with cheesy stuff. I've I watched 30 minutes. I didn't watch 10, but I watched 30 mm-hmm. minutes and it was like, this is like over the top bad movie. But I was expecting and hoping that it would be like Dead Silence, which was also done by him and over the top B movie. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was hoping but no, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I will go back and watch it. it actually, yeah, I'm it gonna out. finish it eventually. But before, I don't know. before it falls off HBO Max or nah. I mean, it'll come back eventually. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be. Well, that's how they do it. Is like it, they get it during the theater run, right? For like a month. thirty days or whatever it is, and then it goes away, and then it comes back like it normally would. Yeah. Like uh Godzilla. Yeah. Mortal Kombat also did that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah. It's good stuff. I almost watched that new Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> this isn't really our our I, type content. I can't cry much. The name. <laughs> no. I can't get past the name of it. And I don't know why. It's just like I don't know. It's like so like if an old man named a movie, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I got you. Clint Eastwood movies are, are usually something else, though. <laughs> I mean, Ed like just Madison County. Did he? Yeah, he did. He direct it. I'm I pretty sure he did. Yeah, and he also did Mystic River, which probably one of my favorite movies. Which you talk about way more than any other person I've ever met. So good, I love that movie. Uh, speaking of which, another movie that's ju- uh, that tonally appears to be much like it, but I've never watched and watched half of it tonight before the podcast. Uh, literally watched it and had to turn it off so that we could do this podcast right now. Uh, Sleepers. Did you ever yeah. watch that? Um, I think maybe like a long time ago. Where they accidentally kill the guy with the hot yeah. dog cart. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear it gets really, really depressing after that. And, but uh, so far, I'm digging it. But I'm literally at right where they killed the guy with the hot dog cart. <laughs> so, 20 minutes in. Oh, spoilers. That movie came out 25 years ago. So... <laughs> <laughs> it's like look how young uh, Kevin Bacon was, you know. Yeah, so it's like, it's like straight off a of Footloose. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, 
Uh, what else? What else? Oh, uh, I do. There, there's um, an announcement today uh, of the about the um, Super Mario Brothers reboot. <laughs> that's yes. Okay, yeah. That's actually what and, I was trying to look up because and I, there's a million people in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like Chris Pratt is going to be Mario. Mm-hmm. And then Charlie Day is going to be Luigi. That I mean, whatever. <laughs> it's so and then, weird. Like, Anna Taylor Joy is Princess Peach. Um, Jack Black's going to be Bowser, which could be good. Yeah, that was the only uh, one I was like, Meh, I'm, I'm feeling that. Seth Rogen is going to be Donkey Kong, and then Keegan Michael Key is going to be Toad. Hmm. Yeah. I wonder what's the over under on him using a type voice, you know, like a real. I mean, he probably like with like kind of has to. Hey, that kind of like weird bubble voice. Yeah, that's that's pretty good though. I'll bet he does though, because I can't see Toad doing anything but that voice. I hope that there's a lot of Toads and they're all Keegan Michael Key. Yeah, just like a bunch. Uh, Yeah. Just a bunch of them. Not he's one specific toad like uh, Mojo Nixon was. Yeah, maybe they can get him to do a cameo. I'm pretty sure you can book Mojo Nixon pretty cheap. Can we just like can we can we book him for the show? <laughs> for just the have him on. Remember when you were in Butt Crack the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't know that any. Did you ever watch that movie? Butt Crack the um, movie. I think I started to once while we were like at your house once, maybe. <laughs> that would make sense. I have it on DVD. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like this woman's brother dies and she's like a witch and she's like, you'll come back from the dead. His butt crack was always showing. Yeah. So she like curses him to come back and like let his butt crack melt people's faces. Yeah, that's normal. And like I sure, that's a pretty standard curse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was a weird movie. I don't recommend it if anyone's <laughs> listening. <laughs> but uh yeah, yeah, that's butt crack. Uh <laughs> no. Uh what else? Uh there was something else that I watched uh since it's not ringing any bells. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, the, that's why show notes are kind of important, but I didn't do them. <laughs> oh, man, we forgot how to do any of that. Yeah, that is true. Uh, we did. What the hell was I going to? I was going to bring up something. I was all excited to talk about it earlier in the week. And then this week. Oh, that was it. Uh, have you watched any of Only Murders in the Building? Oh, dude, that show's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've I've only seen three or four episodes, but I've it, enjoyed it's it. Solid. Yeah. Oh, I'm a I'm a huge uh, Steve Martin Martin Short fan mm-hmm. though. Like when they're together. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of both of them anyway. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I don't know. You know, it's it's crazy. Like, I think we've probably talked about this before, but like, um. You know, it's like when people talk about how, oh, the the SNL you grew up with is always your favorite or whatever. 
But, like, my favorite SNL is actually the 70s ones with Martin Short and Chevy Chase and uh, Steve Martin and stuff like that. Like, those are my favorites. No, really? Like, yeah. Because, I mean, I used to watch them with, like, my parents and stuff because we would watch the reruns of them. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't know that I, I love really those. had much exposure to them. Uh, like, yeah, I did so after good. the... So, early on in Netflix, uh, like... When they first started streaming, Netflix uh-huh. had all of the SNLs for a long yep. time, and and yeah, I remember watching the first one. George Carlin was the host, and Carlin, yeah, yeah, and, like uh, the Muppets were on that one also. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I started watching them at that time, and I knew like the classic skits that they would do, like you know, a classic rewind of the clip shows that they would do. But I never really yeah. like had any exposure to like full episodes until mm-hmm. <clears throat> that time. But yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I like the that cast growing up. But I, uh, but yeah, I think the the like late eighties was mine, and it's because I watched it as a kid in the late eighties. Yeah. You know, but. Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when the Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry cast came out, I was like, what the hell's this? You know? Like, who are these people? <laughs> you know? And, That's not Norm MacDonald. Well, yeah, I think he was on at the same time, right? Wasn't he? Um, yeah, I mean, he was on, the like, the early 90s ones. Yeah, did he? I think he replaced Dennis Miller, didn't he? Or did he? At Weekend Update? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Or was Colin Colin Quinn before him? I think Colin Ooh. Quinn was after him. Colin Quinn was after. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. Norm Norm died yep. since last episode. That's a bummer. The only good thing to come out of it is seeing all of these classic Norm clips resurface on the internet. Yeah. Pretty good. Dude was so, uh, the so damn joke. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I uh yeah, I love Norm Macdonald. I think, honestly, maybe second favorite comedian. Who's first, Bill Burr? Probably, but only in terms of consistency. I think Norm made yeah. me laugh harder, but less often. But Norm always was funny as shit, you know? But it was his delivery and stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm wondering if uh, if they already did his lines for the new season of the Orville because uh. he's in that, and I don't know if they do his lines like before or like after a principal shooting because they just finished that. Yeah, and so it's like uh, I mean he wasn't on like every episode, but he was still like a reoccurring character. Yeah, he was a big blob of goo. Yeah, he's also <laughs> death on Family Guy whenever they show death. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yep. But we live in bummer times. <laughs> <laughs> wow, bummer times. Um, no, uh, what else? That's about it. Oh, that new Sopranos movie. Thoughts? Is it a movie or show? It's a movie. It's a. Eh, I'm probably not gonna. Have you seen the trailer? It. Yeah. Yeah, it looks good. And oh yeah, you're not real big on gangster movies. You probably. Really not. Fe- I have. 
I have watched the entirety of The Sopranos, though. See, yeah, and I haven't. But I'm huge on gangster movies. I'm not big on any shows for some reason. Like, I don't know why I don't watch TV. <laughs> it's weird. Like, because I grew up watching shitloads of TV. You know? Yeah. Like, the name of our band was because we were always yeah. watching TV. Yeah. But, like, I don't watch shit anymore. But I think it, it, I want to blame the kids, <laughs> but it, it's not really their fault because uh, even before we had kids, it was rare that I ever watched like TV. I don't know when it happened, but it happened where I just quit watching TV. Hmm. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we ran out of content. <laughs> uh, all right. You, you want to talk movie or book first? Uh, let's let's do let's do movie first. All right, we'll be right back with our review of Candyman after this. All right, we're back. We're talking Candyman, the brand new Candyman film. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> that's so dumb. Um, do I, I mean it's called? I mean. You know, it's called Candyman. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because this is much more a sequel than a remake. It, it's absolutely a sequel. Yeah. I, I, what did they say? That it was a soft reboot or something? And I guess it but, is. But, but but clearly tells the story of the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As part of its, like, as part of its canon. Um yeah, it's like whenever they did uh, Predator recently, and now in that thing, there's Predator, Predator Two, Predators, and Predator. I forgot <laughs> that that Predator movie came out. Yeah, they they got to they got to quit with these uh, reimagining. That's like uh, what was it? Halloween, Halloween Two, oh God, Halloween Three. <laughs> then you get into Rob Zombie's Halloween One and Two. Then you get just Halloween, the one by Danny McBride <laughs> that he wrote. But yeah, they they Texas Chainsaw did that too. Yeah, there's like three Texas Chainsaw Massacres that are just called the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, so, uh, all right, so, I don't know, I didn't, I thought I pulled up the plot. Oh, you want to hear the IMDb description? Yeah, yeah. Okay, here we go, here we go. A sequel to the horror film Candyman that returns to the now gentrified Chicago neighborhood where the legend began. It's not very helpful. No, not really. It's not very helpful at all. Not really, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so this one, you know, this was uh, helmed, uh, well, by Nia DaCosta, she directed it, but I believe and didn't... Also helped write. Yeah, and didn't, uh, yeah, she wrote it with Jordan Peele and Wynn Rosenfeld. Wynn yeah. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, um, this... I think everybody was kind of, you know, because Jordan Peele's involved, he's getting a lot of the credit, and, you know, he wrote it, so I get why he wrote it and produced it, but, uh, yeah, this is a... like, from the twisted mind of Jordan Peele. I'm gonna say, I had high expectations for this movie. Very, very high expectations. Um, Uh, 
I think that the original Candyman is, uh, although like really high regarded amongst like horror fans, mm-hmm. um, is very much overlooked. Oh, absolutely. Um, to to like the point- that is a it, it's a great movie. And it's uh, like it's way spookier than the average horror film. Like, yeah, Candyman is straight up the original is straight up scary. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I it had its own vibe, and I will say uh, just off the bat that the vibe of this movie for me was way different. Now mm-hmm. I don't know if that was intentional or not. Um. But this one is much less scary. I don't know. I mean, there's some some creepy scenes, uh-huh. right? But I don't know if I would consider it to, like, I don't think it was that scary. Mm-mm. Like, okay, so my wife's not huge into horror. Mm-hmm. And we went and saw this, and I don't think she was even scared or anything. She didn't cry even once? No. <laughs> I mean, once we got home, but that was for different reasons. I'm just, <laughs> but I'm just joking. Um, but no, I mean, it was it had like a uneasy vibe to it, you know. But it wasn't like scary. Yeah, no, I think you nailed it with like uneasy. This is the whole movie was kind of uneasy. Um, Tension. Yeah. Whereas the other one. And because the other one was so so visceral with you know Candyman Tony Todd his voice and all and everything, where mm-hmm. this you just got kind of glimpses of him in the background, and it wasn't even Tony Todd that well, I I'll not talk about Tony Todd, but uh, but you know you didn't have any voice or anything like that where it was like. You know how he would would talk to Helen in the original, and you know he, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, your pain will be legendary, and all this kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All the Clive Barker center yeah, type shit. Yeah, I was going to say typical, <laughs> typical Clive Barker stuff. Uh, but yeah, so you didn't have that in this, and so because of that. This one seemed more cerebral. Like uh, this artist wasn't sure if he was going further and further down a rabbit hole of losing his own sanity instead yep. of visceral kills. Now there were some scenes of visceral kills. Yes, um, I do think it's interesting though that like for this sequel, they chose you know an artist being inspired by the original idea. Mm-hmm. Of Candyman, I never. You know what I mean? That. Yeah. So, so it's sort of like a, um, like a meta commentary on making a remake or a mm-hmm. sequel mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. And like, I thought that was really like really clever. <clears throat> See, I didn't but. even pick up on that, but I did pick up on the meta commentary about uh, them talking about you know he this artist was doing the series of paintings about. Uh, you know, a, a lot of them being like uh, police brutality, and uh, he, he was talking about uh, gentrification of the neighborhoods and stuff. And they did do a kind of what I took at the time to be a meta commentary. And so, uh, there was a, uh, a critic, an art critic, talking to him, and she was like, "You know, 
you guys are, I forget what she said, but you you know, artists are kind of like vultures swooping in to, to exploit that comment, you know, to exploit that gentrification for your own, uh, fame. And I was like, huh, <laughs> were they right? Yeah, she was as- talking about, she was talking about when, um, they take like, uh, industrial spaces or whatever, and just make them into cheap artist lofts. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I was like, Hey, I've never thought about that, but it's kind of, it's kind of a valid criticism. Well, see, <laughs> I took that as a, almost a meta commentary of like, you know, Jordan Peele's, uh, his, uh, production company, I'm blanking on it. Is it monkey, monkey Paw? Paul? Yeah. yeah. It, that they were generally putting out movies with social commentary, you know, and I was wondering if that was a self criticism mm. about wait where was the social commentary in this one <laughs> uh, that's what kills me about this uh, there's people that are like oh this is woke but not like the original and the original one was like, like have uh, you seen the original one <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it, it wasn't it, it it didn't spell it out for you mm-hmm. you know like it, exactly like this one did in certain cases but it was exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a, a a guy wrongfully murdered by racists. You know, I, I, I mean the and and the whole Cabrini Green like yeah. experience and and everything. It was. Well, I'm talking about you know the Candyman character was wrongfully murdered by racists and and yeah. the past and yeah cabrini green like you said you know they they even said something like you know something on the old one about how like if if uh you know cops basically didn't care whenever there was violence there you know mm-hmm. and stuff like that and it's like yeah that at that time like if you're gonna say that this is what what how are you ever gonna say that the old one wasn't you know it just yeah. doesn't make sense but that's also probably just reactionary type people that are yeah. going to find problems in literally everything. It's the same people who get pissed off that, you know, like Captain Marvel is being made or Shang-Chi and stuff like that. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, get what go broke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, guess what? Those movies made a billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I don't know what to do with that that whole commentary. I thought it was really, I, I really really like this as a sequel, and, and honestly, yeah. but if I think about it as a remake, it's not a remake. I, I know, but it kind of is. But it's not. It's restarting. It's literally not. <laughs> I well, it's kind of. We'll see. It's going to spawn its own arc, you know, that... Yeah, but, I mean, that doesn't mean it's a remake. They literally were calling it a a combination of remake and a sequel. And then now they're like, ah, it's a sequel because it uses stuff from the other one. But It uses a lot of stuff from the other one. (laughs) Almost, you could say, almost enough that you don't have to watch the other ones. They do talk about (laughs) the other ones a lot. Um, I haven't seen like the two or three se- 
Yeah, and like I'm pretty sure I've seen two. Is that the? I've never seen them. Um, I've never seen them. You were talking about how earlier I almost chimed in that I had never watched any of the sequels, but and it's weird because I've seen the first one a million times. I haven't seen a single sequel, only the remake. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but I never watched any of the original sequels. Uh, Day of the Dead and Farewell of the Flesh. What's funny is I have them both on VHS and DVD. <laughs> have both of them multiple copies and have not sat down and watched them. But I'm pretty sure I've seen two, but like not since like 1994 or whatever, whenever it came out. I caught you know what I mean bits and pieces of part two at your house right before we <laughs> left and did something, but but it, we literally watched like fifteen minutes and then we're like oh let's yeah. go to Taco Bell <laughs> yeah you know, classic us <laughs> classic uh, but no I mean uh, so the strengths of this film obviously you know it is it is a socially conscious film as was the original. Um, it's, but I don't know. It, it feels very organic, you know, and grounded in reality for this, uh, this type of subject material, you know, for something so supernatural. It didn't seem like any of the actual conversations about it were forced Mm -mm. or anything. No, the absolute only problem that I had, there were two moments in the movie that two scenes that were straight filler that never played in the plot. And that's fine, but it's weird to have just two scenes where that is or to have those at all. It seemed like how, how did the editor catch that? (laughs) And, but I mean, am I really going to get mad about extra five minutes of nothing? I think it seems like it. No, I mean, but that that was literally. I thought I was like, oh, okay, the something's gonna happen with these two little things, and like, oh, okay, that never paid off. Why did they even have what? it? It was. I can't remember one of them, but the other one was. Uh, well, I mean, it's been a month <laughs> since I've seen it. Yeah. But uh, the other one was uh, when his uh, girlfriend was talking to the new art critic. And she was talking about how, or to the new art person about opening her own. Do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, at, at dinner? No, after, at the art gallery. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That whole scene was not needed. It didn't further the plot in any way and detracted from, yeah. from it. Because it was like, wait, wait. But, what? I mean, I think it just showed that uh, that she was really only interested in the boyfriend because she was like, you could have him have a show and stuff and, and everything like that. Cause he was hot because of all the deaths surrounding him. I guess, uh, I, but specifically about that scene, they went into multiple min- minutes about how someone ran another studio. Uh, and they were like, it, <laughs> so th- I'm not saying that a whole scene needed to be done, but it was like a minute and a half of them talking about someone else at the other studio. And they're like, Oh yeah, yeah. I heard they're doing great things. Like, Oh yeah. Their exhibit on something was really, really yeah. hot. <laughs> and it was like, Oh my God, because the movie was already like, you know, horror movies uh, generally. If there's something you love. It's contemporary art talk. 
<laughs> Maybe that is what it was. Because I could be, I'm fine with like Tarantino movies where they'll have like 30 minutes to go nowhere. <laughs> but, but yeah, maybe it was like, oh God, we're, we're dwelling on art. That's <laughs> not. <laughs> um, no, I thought it was like stylistically really, really well done. Oh, yeah. I, I love the, the music in it was like super minimalist, mm-hmm. but like, it wasn't a repeating pattern. No, really? Like, yeah, it was, it was like, it almost had like the seed of randomness in it. And so it was like, it was, it was really, but it was only like whenever it did these skyline shots and stuff and the, like the mirror shots and things. And it was like four notes and that's all it was, was basically like four or five notes, but they never really repeated the same way. It was huh. interesting, but um, I don't know. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of style in this movie, and I don't mean that like it's only sub like that style over substance or anything. It was, you know, very competently done, but it definitely had its voice. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like the third act was a little bit of a let's figure a way to end this film. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it, it I agree. Third act kind of got a little uh you know where it, it wasn't as smart as it as I was thinking that it was going to go. That said, mm-hmm. you know, it was it it worked. It, it was fine. But you know, what eventually happens is is kind of cool. Like I enjoyed the end, but it wasn't mm-hmm. anywhere near as smart or for a film that was this quote unquote socially conscious, didn't have a socially conscious type payoff. If, if that makes sense. I mean, I guess it kind of does uh, <laughs> when uh, Candyman's eventually summoned. Uh, <laughs> there is something that happens that that's kind of like that. But at the same time, I don't know. It it just kind of felt like it was a, hey, this will work as an ending. And, and that yeah. was kind of a bummer to me. Because what it I honestly expected... I expected for his exhibit... Uh, spoilers on what didn't happen. Um, <laughs> I expected on for his exhibit with those teenage girls that were doing that, I thought that they yeah. would get that like trending across TikTok or something. And, and like oh, having it being yeah. like a big big worldwide type impact, which is not even a smart ending either, but it's just where no, I know, <laughs> but then just candy man kills everyone. Yeah. That would be badass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, uh, it just, I don't know. The third, the third act felt a little weak to me. I still liked it. I thought it was good and I definitely would rewatch it. Um, I don't know that. I don't really know it, where it lined up with my expectations, but I can say that my expectations were super high. Yeah. So anyway, but all in all, uh, I don't really have anything else to add to it. Do you? No, I'm just saying. Um, like, you I, know, the main characters, the performances and stuff were really, really good. Um, I bought, you know. Uh, Anthony's descent into madness mm-hmm. very well. Um, I don't know. I, I like like you said. I I went into it having very high expectations. 
because of the original. You know, I'm a big fan of that one. Um, so far, all of the horror that Jordan Peele has been involved in, I've been, you know, a big fan of. Um, and so I went into this expecting a lot. Um, I don't know if it quite met my expectations, um, but I still think it was a solid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably going to go four. That's where I would land on it as well. Yeah. Uh, for what it's worth, uh, I'd had a conversation with uh, a conversation. I exchanged texts with uh, Duncan Ralston a while back about Candyman because he was all pumped about this. He, he a big fan of the originals. And mm-hmm. I had mentioned that I hadn't seen the sequels and he was like, dude, the sequels are worth it. They're really, really good. And I meant to watch them before this, but then by the time I was going to, all my DVDs were in boxes where they still are. <laughs> so anyway, uh, but yeah, no, I, four, four out of five. Uh, very good. So, all right. Well, yeah. all right. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back with our review of Hissers by Ryan C. Thomas. All right, we're back. We're talking Hissers by Ryan C. Thomas. Book one of the Hissers series by Ryan C. Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, um, yeah, so we're going to give this a very fair review, despite the fact that he's (laughs) our most... uh, our most uh prolific guest yeah he's he's part-time co-hosted by this point <laughs> pretty much <laughs> um, but uh but yeah other than the summer i died series uh, uh, there's a lot of his books that i have not read yeah yeah, yeah i read no, that I mean, one like... about the dog friend of the show Ryan C. Thomas (laughs) but yeah so anyway when when they put out this Hissers book three uh we asked him you know do can we review this one or just uh, or do we need to do the series and he's like yeah I mean it's a series (laughs) you guys would probably need to Fine. Like, it's tough to follow one <laughs> yeah. star <laughs> yeah who are these characters uh, so yeah so we're gonna check all the books out um yeah and this one i experienced in three different mediums i i <laughs> not since sight and smell or anything like that but like <laughs> like uh it smells like shit. One star. <laughs> did you do, uh, hold on. Did you do Kindle? I did Kindle, paperback, and paperback audiobook. And audiobook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was trying to guess, jerk. <laughs> what else would I have done? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> TV dinner. Um, no, like, uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so, let's get into it. So, the, okay. When he was on the show last, he basically said that it, it was like the Goonies meets zombies, right? Well, he he said Breakfast Club meets Resident Evil, and then he realizes that Breakfast Club is an older reference that kids today don't get, and so he said Goonies, and then I said that movie came out almost the same year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, um, it's still an older reference that kids don't get. 
Yeah, we landed but, on Stranger Things, though, right? Something like that. I think Anthony chimed in and was like, Stranger Things, guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... But it really did have that feel. It had, like, a... I was thinking, um, like, a stand-by-me. Yeah, it was that kids on bikes subgenre. Yeah. Yeah. Um... But, uh, all right, so... Yeah, we haven't even talked about what it's even about. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's them versus zombies, basically. Um, Yeah, the zombie book. Yeah. And so, uh, really, there's like this bio... This bio... uh, I mean, I don't want to get into all that, but there's an outbreak that impacts this town, and there's these zombies that are unlike... He kind of redid typical zombie stuff... uh, yeah, I, I liked the addition additions. It's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> the additions to like the zombie idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it made them um, m- more of a threat, right? Because like usually the the threat of zombies is just the sheer amount of them, mm-hmm. especially if they're slow zombies. Um, but this. I mean, should we give away what it is or not? Sure. It is on the cover of the book, so... Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen the cover of the book, some of them have, like, this uh, zombie that has, like, eight arms. Some of it's, like, zombie that has, like, three arms. Basically, um, when, like, they're injured or whatever... Um, they can replace body parts. Yeah. And, and so it's like y- you can put a new arm where your arm was, but it turns out if they just get like injured, they can put new body parts on it anywhere. So you get like a third arm coming out of your chest and stuff like that. And so it ends up being these kind of like mutated, like hybrid zombies that have more capabilities i guess uh than than the average zombie yeah um so it makes them more unique and more deadly and i thought it was a a really neat way of distinguishing his zombies from others yeah it it also it made it feel a little more like a creature book yeah rather than a zombie book which i guess Mm -hmm. zombies are still a subgenre of creature but at the same time, you know, you'd have it these hybrids that were more like monsters than zombies. At, yeah, it was a lot point. more like body horror, Lovecraftian sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, but but uh, you know, uh, one thing I found also interesting about this book, um, unlike most zombie stuff. Most effective zombie things are like, you know, humans were the real monster, you know, is kind of the tone. You know what I'm saying, yeah. though? Like Consumerism is bad. And not saying that they didn't <laughs> run into any shitheads that were real, like regular humans. They did, but they didn't run into any that were the ultimate bad guy, <laughs> you know, the ultimate villain. Uh, yeah. The ultimate villain, the entire book, was zombies. Now, I think I mean, that may change in book two. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is still, like, the whole book takes takes place, like, uh, Saturday night, Sunday, Monday morning. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's basically, it's basically two days. Because mm-hmm. um, it's Saturday, Saturday night and Monday morning. So, 
it's not like there was much time for like warlords to spring up Mm-mm. or anything. <laughs> yeah, but still, like you know, the pirates came pretty quick in in Dawn of the Dead. But that was already Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah. There was the whole Night of the Dead before. Yeah, but that's like and plus the- one day before. Yeah, but hold on. How much time actually takes place in between those two? Because by Day of the Dead, you have the whole um, army complex that's been experimenting on the zombies and stuff. Yeah, but I think Dawn of the Dead was right after the outbreak. It wasn't like, wasn't it? I mean, it's... Uh, we're talking about the original one, right? Yeah. yeah. You said pirates. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I don't... I, I'm unclear on the timeline, actually. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like it retconned it, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like this was, I don't know. But anyway, um, no, this one, this one, it seemed much more heartfelt. Uh, you know, you had characters basically that seemed uh, at first to be two dimensional and turn into fully, fully formed, which I realize that's probably, you know, one of the major points of good writing is to. Uh, flesh out your characters <laughs> but no you you had these characters uh every single character uh was fully fleshed out in mm-hmm. terms of why they are the way they are by the yes. end it, 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 so anyway I, I found that really good I, I i found that you know humans were the real monster it wasn't something that happened uh because to me for some reason Although I like that trope when done right, it's overused. Um, yeah. Um, it's something that The Walking Dead falls back on, like, every freaking story arc. Oh, really? Yeah, it's always about um, the new bad human. Huh. Yeah. So uh, Walking Dead, especially the TV show, is... And, and I say this uh, as a person who's seen, like, every single episode... Um, and stuck with it is basically a soap opera with zombies. Yeah, that's why I tuned out after the first season. I, uh, I was like, well, this could go on forever. And <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm tapping out. But uh, but yeah, yeah, I, I really uh, enjoyed this book a, a lot. Uh, not really much more than expected because I have very, very high uh, regard for the the Roger Huntington Summer I Died books, mm-hmm. um, I hold them in high regard, especially the sequels. Uh, although I like the first book a lot more, you know we've covered this a million times. I like it, the first book more than you. Uh, I feel like we both feel like both sequels are better books than mm-hmm. the first book, um, mm-hmm. and uh, and anyway, this kind of built on that. It wasn't quite as humorous as those books because none of these characters were total smart asses. Yeah. Um, but it did have some very well placed humor. Uh, although it wasn't, I would say generally the tone of it was much more like heartfelt and like kids wearing their hearts on their sleeves, which makes sense with how 14 year olds kind of are. Yeah. Especially these and especially, days with these wussy ass kids. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> especially like 14 year old kids put into this sort of situation. Yeah. You know, because I mean, it's basically to the point where they're pretty much the only people left in town. Yeah. 
um, the the zombies in this one kind of follow the uh, twenty eight days later school of thought, where it's like instantaneous new zombie. Yeah, if you get attacked. Yeah, but I was thinking that this felt almost like crossed uh, without some of the you know over the top sexual stuff. Without some of, <laughs> <laughs> well, without any, because there was only one of two things that they did in that book, and it was either kill or or, or just sexually the other, attack. yeah. But uh, but no, I I really felt like this this book felt fresh, like you know, I I enjoy zombie stories, I enjoy zombie books, I enjoy zombie movies, you know, but. There's a part of me that feels like, you know, it takes a lot to be memorable. Yeah, there, um, there's, because... yeah, to stand out from the zombie crowd, mm-hmm. right? Um, just because, like, I don't know, they're, they're, a zombie is a zombie for the most part, mm-hmm. you know? Um, you had, like... They said 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead remake with the fast zombies. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of a game changer. Um, but I feel like this brings something like wholly unique to the table. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, like reading this. Um, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it because of how fresh it was. You know, yeah. why well, I mean, say it's a 10 year old book at this point, but like, <laughs> fine, read it, it's new to me. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The only indicators of this being dated in any way is like references to MySpace. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about it. Um, but no, I, I really enjoyed this. You know, we did, and we mentioned this to him on the show that we run the risk of if we hated this book. <laughs> <laughs> be still being committed to reading the other two. Um, but I'm happy that's not the case. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought yeah. it was, uh, it was, uh, if you're into zombie books, I would recommend this uh, and we'll see where, where we feel about the, or where I feel about the other series. Uh, you know, Brian's going to have to see yeah. how he feels. <laughs> I was just going to follow your lead. <laughs> yeah. So, uh yeah, it was it was well written, well done, and and I really enjoyed it. Um, we, you got anything more to add on that? No, I'm just saying, like the, you know, the the characters felt real. Um, some sometimes they felt uh maybe a little bit more mature than 14. Yeah. Um, you know, uh stuff like one of them being a chain smoker didn't really uh, <laughs> help that, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but I think for the most part, you know, they were um, believable, believable characters, uh, you know, behaving in, in a situation the way you would expect them to. And they were like, he took the time still to flesh them out. Like you yeah. said, like, there's, you know, there's a whole section, you know, that's just basically K 
character development. Yeah, and, in the middle of this zombie outbreak. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, it kind of felt during one of the scenes almost like uh, the it scene. You know, where they're them, not the it's. Yeah. <laughs> not the it scene but the it scene no it felt like a, a scene from it because they're being much yeah, more there was vulnerable a lot of it. Um, yeah there was a lot of it that actually reminded me of it <laughs> yeah uh, the the other thing which is I not mean, a bad thing no no book is great <laughs> I meant to mention this earlier alright so there was a point about halfway through the book that was like okay so there's three books in the series this is going to turn into these are our characters and nothing's going to happen to them. <laughs> and then spoilers, things happen to some of them. And, <laughs> you know, whoa, and whoa, whoa. I think we need to edit that was, spoiler out. There was, uh, I was, I, I just kind of had the attitude that like, oh, okay, well these guys, they're invincible. It'll be a series of, you know, a series of missteps and an adventure type vibe, but it won't, it won't dip into horror with them. <laughs> and then I was like, oh yeah, I've gotten too used to Ryan as like a friend <laughs> because, and not the fucking author of The Summer I Died. I was going to say, do you remember Summer I Died? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I was like, oh Yeah. Um, because when shit hits the fan with at least one of them, uh, it really hits the fan. And it, <laughs> I was like, God, can you calm down, Ryan? <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, at that point, I'm at my commute back from work on an audio book. And, and so it's like viscerally describing it. You know, and I was like, shit, Ryan, man, like, come on, man. I I loved that character, you know, by this point, I felt like that was, uh, this is my childhood, you know, and so, (laughs) anyway, um, but yeah, Uh, so I, uh, that was unexpected, uh, but uh, cool, you know, I, yeah, I really, really like this. I'm going to say strong four out of five. Um, I'm actually going to go four and a half. Uh, Did I, I really say four? Like, I meant four and a half. Don't <laughs> I'm just copy with... me. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. I'm gonna go four and a half. Like um, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like I, I'm a sucker for zombie stuff, right? Like you know, just like you are. But I feel like this was such a unique take on it that brought a lot to the table that ticked a lot of other boxes. I like, you know. So I'm excited to see um where it goes uh judging by hisser's three cover maybe um something like dune (laughs) (laughs) is what it ends up being um but we will see um yeah i'm excited so four and a half yeah well cool well that sounds good well we'll see y'all in a few weeks, uh, we were supposed to have Patrick on this episode. We were going to do Psycho Ape. Hopefully, we can get him to review Psycho Ape with us. So, anyway. All right. Yeah. All right. So, maybe maybe that'll happen next episode. And also, maybe not. Who knows? I mean, next episode would be October. <laughs> Are we going to have to delay Hissers 2 and 3? Re- <gasps> 
reviews until after Spooky I don't Month. Know. Hey, speaking we'll of which, see. when we get off the air, I do want to talk to you about Spooky Month. Okay. I got an idea. All right. All right. All right. Bye. See you, see you later. <laughs>